Oh wait, Rob, did we did we tweet this out? We're live, baby. We're live. Yeah. Here, it's me, Stuart Douglas, after the Michigan game versus Northwestern. We got Rob Doster because uh, you can't do this stuff alone unless I guess you're like what Dan Dockage or something. I guess he does it alone. I don't know how people do it, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna break yeah, down. Some of the- <laughs> well, there's that part, you know. Or he just is selfish with the money, which I think I understand, which is why I do it alone. Um, Michigan won a semi-ugly game. People weren't super happy with it. I mean, what even was the final score? I don't even know. It was so ugly. I think it was 70-70. to I was close in my prediction. I said 75-70, Michigan. Uh, The over hit, surprisingly enough. Um, But basically – Hunter going to do and what were they going to do without Hunter and Hunter was, was dominating so much in the last few games and Northwestern came out doubled a lot in the beginning and for whatever reason the just ball was not the spacing wasn't there it was like double and then pass 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 and Northwestern was still rotating and getting there and for whatever reason guys weren't shooting all the time Caleb, Caleb started out hot um, but you saw when they weren't making the crisp passes and they weren't getting in the right spaces. Like at one point there was like, there was a double hundred throw to the wing and like Eli and, and Devonte were like 10 feet apart. And like somebody, yep. some guy can cover that with, you know, his six foot, seven foot wingspan and get there in two steps and you're Dude, done. You want to know what it reminded me of? I coach yeah, I his, uh, my son's six years old and I, I coach his, uh, he's on his first ever basketball team right now, his kindergarten basketball team. And it reminded me a little bit of trying to coach and saying, look, you have to stay over there. You have to stay over there because if everybody runs to the same spot, you're never going to be able to catch the ball. <laughs> you have three people right here. All your defenders are going to be right there. You can catch it. That's kind of what it felt like a little bit watching Michigan tonight. We did, uh, like, I remember coaching camps in the summer uh, for Michigan. And you'd always have to pick out, like, one kid because you couldn't yell at all of them because they'd all be around the ball. And you'd be like, Mike. <laughs> Michael, just you run down, go get open, and then that kid would get a layup. And that, yeah, I guess that would—that's what it would feel like a little bit. Um, yep. I don't know. It, it was a little—it was a little confusing. But you saw it was like two, two-faced Michigan. One where they're executing and they're on, and guys are hitting shots, and then the other one where it's like, well, do you want a ball screen where we don't know exactly what we're going to do here, and there's going to be no movement off the ball. And it's not a team like last year where you don't have all of that shooting of last year where you can just sit there and dare them, dare the other team to help off one of the other three perimeter guys. And then, you know, Mike Smith and uh, Hunter would work a two on two basically. And you just, you just don't really have that as much. So I don't know. It's like, they they do a ten zero run. Wow, they look amazing. And then Northwestern does a nine zero run, and like they're all, and it's like this is exactly what the problem is. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, when all of that stuff happened, though, it, it all depends on whether or not the big fellow's on the floor. I feel like like he's just such an important piece to, um, to them having any kind of effective offense, right? You got to be able to get the ball to him inside because at the end of the day, like I, my biggest my biggest hot take with this Michigan team is that. Nobody really understood just how modernized that program had become last season. Like, think about the wings that they had, right? 
they would roll out their Franz Wagner, who was like your quintessential uh, three and D do everything wing, right? He can make plays yeah. off the bounce. Um, he can pass. He can shoot threes. He can space the floor. He can defend. Same thing with Isaiah Livers. Like you have two guys there that can kind of initiate if they need to. Shondi Brown makes everything they shoot from the corners. Um, tough physical defender. And then you would have a couple guards, Mike Smith and, and Eli Brooks, who just uh, were really good at kind of being like the third, fourth, and fifth options in offense. And this year you just don't have that. You know, you, the, the guy that can initiate offense is Devontae Jones. He hasn't been great. Eli Brooks is in a much more expanded role and has not been as good as the offense. You know, when you got the, the defender on you, it, it's, it's difficult to do stuff when you have a second or third best defender, uh, perimeter defender on you, right? So yeah. I think this team is what they are. So as long as – I think what we need to do is readjust what our expectations are for Michigan. And if we can kind of go into every game saying, look, this team, if if they can, if they fight their way into the tournament and win a game in the tournament, that is a successful season. Like this, they have talent on the roster. It's just a weird fit with the pieces, you know. One hundred percent. And it was funny you said that about Devonte because they did a was it Dylan Burkhart did like a side by side stats, like one of those like anonymous player A, player B things, and it's really not too much different from Mike's stats last year. I will say that to Mike's credit, he's. You control a little more of the offense. Like we, we look to Devontae right away to be more in control of the offense, and he's not doing it as much. Um, but he had a huge three tonight. In the, well, I, uh, I mean, you, you know what the difference is, though? It, it, the difference is last year you just needed Mike Smith to pick his spots to be great, right? Because they, yeah, well, I mean, they had pros. They had three. They, they basically had four NBA players on the floor with Mike Smith. Think about it, right? Sean he is, did, but there was I, times I where it was like – I remember in the last like five games where you were Mike had the ball in his hand and the first 10 games last year where you're like, Mike, okay, like get the offense going. And then the last five games, it was like, Mike, keep the ball in your hands. So it was like, they even changed as the season went on and they demanded more of Mike. And I think Devontae can capture some of that where he's getting a little more confident. You'd be like, all right, get Devontae the ball, run a ball screen. Because you need that. Like, you need something under 10 seconds to go to where you can't get a post-up for, for whatever reason. And right now they're just not getting that because you see it. Like, when Caleb is best is when you're putting him in positions and he's making split-second decisions. Like, yes, he's catch and go, rip, go to the basket. He's catch and shoot. He's coming off a screen. Like, they are asking him earlier in the year to be, uh, you know, playmaker. It's a little more nuanced than that. So, but to be like – a huge part of the the offense instead of more of just a score. Not to say that he can't, but right right now on this team, like he needs to be a score. That's it. And why, how he's been affected the last three games? Just being a score. And like just go. Don't think too much. You'll you'll end up creating for others as you go. But like just go score. And there are less dribbles. Aunt, Aunt said it earlier to me, like just dribble less and he'll be fine. <laughs> That's always uh, a confidence-inspiring uh, comment to hear. Dribble less. You're doing too well. Much. I mean, it is when it, the other one, the one, the flip side of that is shoot more. You know, yeah. but yeah, well, it, it, does, it doesn't feel good to be told that. Yeah, and and look, he's 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 kind of figured things out a little bit. Right? Like, not all freshmen are going to step on the court the first time that they play and be Zion Williamson, right? Some guys take yeah. a little bit of while, a little bit of time to get there. Um, and it, he wasn't helped by having whatever their little pause was when uh, they had to take some, I think, what was it, like 10 days that they were down with COVID or something like that. Yeah. So that certainly didn't help things um, 
getting into a rhythm either. But he's playing better, and that makes such a difference, right? Like, I, I think the other part of why we're seeing Hunter have a little bit of a more like human season than what I think a lot of people were expecting is because yeah. the best lineup that you can put out there if you're Michigan is uh, most of Diabate at the four. But th- those are two dudes that kind of operate in the same spaces and, and need to be in the same parts of the, the, the floor to be effective. Um, and I guess the, the answer is you got to pull Hunter out and let him play on the perimeter because he can make some threes now and he can pass a little bit. But, like, when you're taking Hunter Dickinson away from five feet from the rim to fit somebody else on the floor, like, you're, you're taking your best player out of where he is at his best, right? So it's kind of – it's I think it's everything's going to be a work in progress with this group. We got Ant right here. Let me, let me bring Ant and see what he's got to say. There we go. Ant, what's up, man? <laughs> okay, Ant, hear me out because we were just talking about this. We were talking about ball yeah. screens and how Musa and Hunter kind of occupy the same space. Rob just said that. And there's a lot of times where, like, Musa would go set a ball screen on the wing and there'd be some, uh, somebody strong side corner, somebody weak side wing, and then Hunter would be weak side block. And you got Musa rolling down to the strong side block and Hunter down to the weak side block. Like, just move. Move him to three, but move him to the short corner. He can hit that 15-footer all day, but like drives me insane. He's not it is used the worst to it. spacing on the planet. It's it, it's not gonna do it. And it. And then we're like, oh, the point guard do something. And you know, it's not his fault. Like there's just three guys, two other six ten guys for Northwestern sitting there. I don't know. There's a lot of and it and it's not much. It's two feet, but it's a huge difference. The spacing is so bad, dog. And yeah, just just a subtle move to going like a short roll, like like it kills me when I see two guys posting up like at the same time. I'm like, <laughs> like yeah. yo, I'm like, what year is it, my guy? It's like, it's like <laughs> it's the 1970s, bro. I'm watching like a Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish down low, just battling on the same block. It just they, it was like man. set the set the down screen from the elbow to the block, and then post up, and the two w- wings go out, but they don't <laughs> go out to the three. Like that's what it was. Exactly, man. That was the NBA Finals, by the way. The NBA Finals in the eight. It was a joke. Yes, <laughs> blockers and movers. Blockers three, and movers with three blockers, two movers. So dumb. <laughs> What's up, Rob? What's up, man? Long time no see. Long time no see. You good? Oh I, man, I, I am. I'm lovely. I'm lovely, man. I, I've been seeing you troll, uh, troll, Mr. Dan Dockich on uh, on Twitter quite a part of. He is the worst. Uh, He's just not a good human oil. being. He's just no, not a no. good human. So, Wait, the the first thing Stu said when he got on here was like, I I, I don't want to have to do shows by myself like on Dan Dockich, and I said the only reason that he doesn't by himself is no one likes him. So. <laughs> likes Hey yo, word to Nancy because Nancy can't stand them either. Well, yeah, that 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 came from some things he said about me a few times. I think <laughs> I'll never forget. Some, some of them start- probably deserve Stu because well, <laughs> you could- for the record, for the record, I respect Dan and what he does. Does he say crazy things? Yes, and and it's yeah. insane. But like, I don't know what's an act or what's not. But before the Purdue game. At Purdue, my senior year, Coach Meyer, Jeff Meyer, came up to me and he said, yeah, Dan was just talking about you, like you and Zach are going to like basically pee in your shoes and like you're not going to be able to handle it, like and you're supposed to be like the senior leaders. Jeez. And I was like and – and Jeff said it so like nonchalant and straight-faced. I was like, okay, forget this. And I went out and had like 
I don't remember what it was, like 10 or 12 in the first half, and I strung some points together, and I'll never forget. I, like, had it on the right wing, green. It was a light hedge. I, like, hesitated, waited for that, and I went down the lane and threw up, like, a nice little lefty off the glass, just, like, soft layup going across the lane. And, like, I didn't use my left hand too much. And then I put it in, and I see Hummel on the bench after, the, like, on a replay, and he's puts his tip, like, smacks his towel down. Like, how do they let Douglas shoot the, hit this in the paint? And I was like, well, it was Dan's fault. Blame Dan. Blame Dan. I tell you what, anybody who knows you or knows Zach, like the last thing you guys do is piss on yourselves, man. That's that's the last thing you do. No, hey, y'all gonna be called a lot of things, unathletics, deceptively quick. There's a lot of things that you can be called, but but you know, being a scared puss is not one of them. No, no, not like yeah, it's just that, that that I found. I don't know. If Jeff was just talking to me, but he did it right. Oh, I, I want to know, Stu. I want to know. Do you think Hummel still remembers you? <laughs> like, do you, do you think if he saw you right now, he would know who you are? So, and I texted Rob before this, and I'll tell this funny story. But it was senior year. I want to say it was like. I hope it wasn't after senior year, but while school was still in. But I think it was before senior year, and Michigan always started later, and Purdue and IU started earlier. So I went down to. West Lafayette, or I was just home. So I went to West Lafayette before Michigan started. And we're at Harry's and we're out with my friends and drinking and Robbie's there. And I go up to Robbie like, what's up, man? Like, what's going on? And he like kind of gives me, he was like really nice, but he wasn't very personable. And I was like, all right, that was interesting. And then he like, we walk away from each other and I don't really think too much of it. Um, But then later, uh Novak one of Novak's friends comes up to me he's like yeah Robbie just realized who you were and feels horrible about it he didn't even recognize <laughs> and I'm like I've been playing for three years you I are just a generic, generic white guy though you're like generic super generic dog things. I don't I don't understand what it is it's like white hair white hair or white dark hair white white skin you're just generic super I mean, generic the, what about the typical like little soft with the with the, well, you know, I, the five o'clock shadow beard, you know when I, when I call my hair and you put me sitting next to each other, I mean it's not going to be that different. You have to get the same list. Of the month, man. I stick with t-shirts, you know. Yeah, that's fair. You got to differentiate with the hats. Yeah, that's what it is, man. That's what joke. sometimes you got to go with the, the the fitted. Sometimes you got to go with the snap back. Speaking of hats, sometimes you, know. you got to get that. You got to get the ant right going. I need one of those, by the way, man. Those things are hey, clean. Aren't they fired? I. You're fired, are you? Yeah. Or fired. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, yo, anything you need, I you feel me? Hey. hey. I love that. I love that your brand now is is hats with a hats with a logo of you wearing a hat. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, it's all good. It could be oval. I don't know. Like apparently. Oh, no, you know man. what it is. People, people would know. People would know. People I wear that out. Now. I wear that out in Michigan, and people would be like, "Oh, that guy watches Ant Wright videos." One thousand percent. Or he'll be like, "Er, he watches Ant Wright videos." You know? Yeah, well. it's like 50-50. No matter and, if you're Michigan or Michigan. State. I, I brought this up to Stu earlier. I'm curious your opinion on it. I said, "Sure." Um, I said I think that uh, Michigan fans think to reevaluate what your expectations are for this team, and instead of setting it as like, "Man, can we be in top ten? Can we get back to being competing for the title?" Or threat? Set your your your, your hopes that and anything from there is on money. That, do you think that's is that a hot take? 
No, and I'm I'm like probably more bearish than that. I'm just like, yo, you're ten and seven right now. Uh, you have the next five games are pretty tough. You know, you you go to Michigan State. Uh, you have another tough game on the road at Purdue, I believe, and then they have to host Ohio State. Then they get like Nebraska and Penn State, I believe, sprinkled in there. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at it right now. Five of the next seven are on the road, and those road games are Michigan State, Purdue, Penn, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Those are all tough, including Ohio Penn State. State in the middle. I mean, yeah, if you can win cool. two, you're like lucky. Yeah, two but of, the issue is Michigan can't really afford to only win two. Like mm-hmm. they've yeah. they have they ha- they have dug themselves so deep. You know, you're you're talking about three games that I think think about if this team doesn't make the NCAA tournament, gotta look back at that Seton Hall game, how how they finished off, look at that Minnesota game, how they finished out. Uh and then there's one more. Um Minnesota, Seton Hall. Then there's one more game where they just like we're like late. UCF. They just completely let go. UCF, yes. Yep. In the uh, UCF game, where where they were also in charge late, and they just let UCLF go like eight for eight from three or something nuts. Um, you got to look back at those games. You win those three, you're sitting at thirteen and four, not not ten and seven. Thirteen yeah, and but, four looks way different. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I I hate. I'm not going to do it and say like the next game, Michigan State's not like a must win, but. It would be a big turning point, I think, confidence-wise, and like just to keep them in the race because it's like seems like every loss now is like going to demoralize a little bit, and you don't know how down the stretch where you know Hunter is going to want to leave for the NBA. That that's some things like I don't want to speculate too much, but coming up with Michigan State and with some actions, I want to ask you about like the specific actions tonight and the last few games. They were crisp against IU, really crisp. Again, I don't really want to count too much of Maryland. Maryland just was just blah. But yeah. they were crisp against IU. And then when they were crisp tonight, they were really crisp. And when they weren't, they really weren't. So, like, yeah. what other actions can we see that aren't just Hunter posting up? I mean, that's that's kind of their, their bread and butter, right? Get the ball to Hunt and kind of, like, make him make a decision. It's, it's almost like he's – He's their second point guard, but it's from down low. Uh, whether he can score it or he could just make the make just like make the pass. But I think they've they've got to get more they've got to get more concepts with with Devontae. They've got to get more concepts with Caleb. Caleb is feeling real good right now. I think you gotta ride that wave a bit. Get him into concepts where where he's reading screens get him at the top of the key where he's coming off a check or a down screen or give him like an elevator um give give him more concepts and looks where he doesn't have to make a decision where he's either going to shoot the three or he's you know you know pump fake and taking just one dribble see i'm thinking like get caleb i always think the best screeners are the best shooter always yeah. you got the best shooter mm-hmm. who's some type of wing and maybe not if it's a four man where you're just going to switch but you know, get Caleb cross screen for Hunter and then and then pick the picker, like some stuff like that, like simple stuff. And they they do try and run a lot of screens for Hunter. I just don't think they're executing it super well. And there was times even tonight, it was like end of the game, Caleb threw, they like tried to set a cross screen for Hunter and then they swung it. They couldn't get it into Hunter. They swung it, went over to Caleb on the other side and then Caleb like swung it to 
Devontae, who was like not even in bounds and it was out of bounds. And Juwan's like, what? Right. <laughs> you literally like, see him what is going on? He was like, other side, like pass it back, go back to Hunter. Right. And so right. it's these things where, yeah, I think I think Hunter's just going to kind of take it on himself and he's going to have to be more precise where with this, his spacing, his dig, like, um, what am I trying to say? Just like getting, he's going to have to be a little more precise. He was tired, even when he's got four fouls. And that's he's already got a lot to carry on his shoulders, but you know. Well, they go, do run the Spain. They do run the Spain, but that's like the only one. But I think they don't they seem need... to like set it. It's just kind of a, it's just kind of a the, that Spain back screen that guy's just kind of floating up to the top, which is it's a been play. so well like, scouted now too that like they've had to like, yeah, like cut the play short a bit. I think if they run something like a guard through would be nice. But yeah, get to that set where once Hunter moves it back up back up top and they and they reverse it, you have Caleb setting a slice screen, right? For Hunter to get on the block, and then someone like Musa setting a down screen for Caleb. So Caleb can now pop. Because a lot of times what Musa's man does automatically is as soon as Musa is on the perimeter, he's in the paint, right? Yeah. Now if Musa's man is in the paint and then Musa sets a good screen. On Caleb's man, nobody's there to contest a wide open shot. Yeah, I think. I mean, even with the other post that, like they they were posting up Brandon Johns, they were posting up Musa a lot. Like it was like a big, big focus. I don't think they were moving quite as well um, off the ball as they were with IU, but I think that's kind of situational with Northwestern. And again, I think IU's defense is a little overrated, but it was like. <laughs> The focus. So I, I think you'll continue to see it. I think it was kind of be game to game. Like I think they could turn around and do like ten times better than they did tonight with the post ups and do, like run the exact same stuff. It's kind of personnel based, and Northwestern's just always annoying. And you're coming off a big win, like the same IU had to let down against Purdue. Like there's so many other factors here that I'm not. It doesn't worry me. Like we're just kind of being a little nitpicky, but like I think the formula is there now. At least it's there. And that's yeah. that's nice because before it was like I don't know were you playing eleven guys and that was Juwan's process but like now he knows he's like we're gonna ride or die with this and it's gonna be it and you guys got to figure it out which is it's good yeah so I think you actually make a make a really interesting point there because this is about as trappy as a trap game can get right think about it oh you're coming God. off of a of a twenty point blowout of Indiana in Assembly Hall on Saturday you got Michigan State on the road and in between you're fucking playing Northwestern. Right, yeah, like this. This it. is the game you overlook and you lose because you on, just, a Wednesday, you know, on a Wednesday, on a Wednesday at six thirty. Yeah, six thirty. This is the game that you lose, and they've just so they were down seven with four minutes. Still would have slept in until six thirty. I would have been yeah, class. No way. That nap would have been till four. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, hey, but look though, Chris Collins is like the Scott Frost of college basketball, though. Like he keeps it real, real close, but like. He just finds ways to just lose games in like the last two minutes. And that's kind of what you saw today. If there's no Musa or no no Musa, no Hunter, no way you should lose that game. Not a chance. Not who, a chance. Who was that kid that they brought in at the Sharon end? Sharon Falls. Shout out to Falls. <laughs> he, he only played because Brandon Johns was if if there's a doghouse of a doghouse, that's where Brandon would be. <laughs> Like you're like, man. First half, 
He he. So Johns wasn't even hurt, huh? They just no, 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 no. Brandon Johns fixed his shoe rather than contesting a three point shot, and the three pointer went in. When he came out, you should have seen Jawan's face, dog. I have never seen him so like I'm sick of this cat. I have never seen that before. Um, it's it's on my stream. I'm gonna try to like screen cap it. It's it was. It was bad. It was so bad. But when Johns came out, he did not come back in. When no. Musa and Hunter went down, I was sitting there like, ain't no way he he puts in Johns, right? Does he? And when I saw that he put in faults, I was like, yo, he's number one, driving a point home. Number two, he's saying that, look, I would rather lose this game than play you another second. Yeah, that's bad. I respect it. That's, I when respect you, that's when you know it's bad. That's, yeah, that's when you know you fucked up. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, how you know. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you it's know nice to see. Hey, and then he came in. He has those lines. He came. Hey, hey. He comes in. He throws a dime and then gets a stop. Now Michigan ball up three. I mean, hey, hey. If Falls didn't earn PT tonight, I don't know what does. You know, you know what that dude is? that dude is? What everybody thought Stu Douglas was in college. <laughs> he he's he's my spirit animal. By the way, yeah, I don't I know got, if this I don't know if this matters, uh, but Seton worked by Marquette right now at home. They're down 15 no. at home. Seton Hall oh, fans cannot stand Willard, bro. Seton Hall fans want him to to uh, take them uh the uh Maryland job badly. I I I think that is the case of Seton Hall fans. Just being not understanding, not and not understanding that they are seat. <laughs> do, you, do you know how hard it is? Have you guys ever been in Northern Jersey? This kind of a program to recruit to Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, it's not. You can best. tell by all the by 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 all the results. Like St. John's, it's Jonathan, easier, it's easier to recruit to Indiana. <laughs> just, I mean. Look, man, you got a you got a guy that's turned you into a consistent hitter uh, in the Big East, right? He's getting you to tournaments. Um, you're winning games. You're playing meaningful basketball in March. How often does that happen to Seton Hall? Not that often. So if he if he gets up out there, I don't know who who is Seton Hall going to go get. You got a guy that's Kevin Ollie. Is my problem? Yeah, right. It's my problem with college sports. It's the whole what have you done for me today thing. And it's like, just be happy being mediocre and like one every six years, you're great. Like, relax. Right. Chill out. No, more more schools need to appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, yes. Jamie Dixon. He fell victim to that. It's like you almost if you stay in place long and you keep getting the same results. Like, if you're not always going on an upward trajectory, people are going to want to get rid of you. Oh, stuff. my gosh. Like, it's like the whole Larry Bird thing and the Pacers. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here we, here we go. Let it out, Stu. Let it out. I'm not going to get into that, but he he messed up the franchise for a while. Oh man, he did. Facts. Um, couple things. One, there was two two runs. One was Eli Brooks hit a three, and then got that big steal. And and one in transition, that was huge for Michigan because after that I didn't really score. And another one is Terrence Williams. I'm going to call out Robbie Hummel again. 
Terrence like didn't make a play for one possession, and he goes, right? He goes, I think he like caught himself in the middle of this and was like, I don't know if what I'm saying is right, but he's like. <laughs> I don't really understand Terrence. You know, he comes out and he plays well, like against Nebraska and IU, and then he turns around and, you know, doesn't put up much, you know, tonight. And it was like, well, Terrence, like, getting the ball. Like, it's easy by whatever happens around it. But then he hit a three, a huge three after that. And just, like, has been coming in clutch and just stays ready. And I think, like, him and Eli we have not talked about, and I kind of want to just throw some. He's got ice in his veins. T. Will got ice in his veins. He is always it goes ready. a long way, and this goes to last season. Like he's always ready to go, and that's yeah. rare for young I think cats. He'll be like a problem, maybe not like a problem like eighteen and nine when he's a senior, but like he'll be a big problem for other teams to deal with. Like they'll they'll scout him like he's eighteen and nine. He'll be averaging like twelve and six. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, exactly. They're like, um, deal with Williams. They're like, doesn't he like he does play one on one? He doesn't shoot it a bunch. They're like, no, no, no. If you mess up on Terrence, it's gonna be a problem for us, and it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> Facts, yo, and yeah. yeah, Eli Brooks had a really nice stretch, and I think a lot of that is because guys like Caleb are playing well, and guys like Devonte are playing well. So, yeah. like Eli was able to now be back in the shadows a bit. He's not the main guy that the other team is trying to stop. Now they're concerned about other guys doing things. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that because they put up a stat. It was like last couple games. It was like, I think he scored like 11 points in the last two games total. And there's been a big adjustment again, like from the last two games, like Caleb shooting more and Devontae's doing a little more, Hunter scoring more. And then they're like, well, Eli disappeared. And he's like, he's not disappeared. You just got to wait for him to then readjust and he'll be fine. That's exactly what happened tonight. And I think there's a universe where this team can get back to the level where, like, last year Eli was given us abilities each game went on. And he'll get back to, like, that level where he's at, like, a perfect spot where, you know, he is in such a terrible situation because he's, like, scoring 18, 15, 16, and then the team's not doing well. And it's like, well, look, Eli's your main scorer. And, you know, you're not doing well. And it's like, well, he's the only one you're letting create. Well, now he's got to readjust back to Caleb shooting more. And so now he figured it out tonight and, like, got his there – like, there was, like, one time he didn't shoot it. I thought he should have shot it. But otherwise, um, I still think he can do, like, a little bit more off the ball screen. I, I think they should give him more ball screens. I really do. I think he's, like, one of the best decision makers. But it's yeah. just, again, you got to – to have that luxury of being able to adjust while winning is huge, and they just haven't had that since the last three games. Right, exactly. And then you have Devontae, who's shooting 45% from three. Granted that, Stu, you could probably take three threes while he, while he takes his one because <laughs> it takes him forever to get his yeah. shot off. What's the whole Xavier Simpson thing again? <laughs> He's Yo, Xavier could probably shoot it twice before the – Well, I'm saying, like, they're just going to, like, let him open, and then you're like, okay, like, he doesn't shoot a bunch, and then he hits two, and, like, that's the game, you know? Right. Right. Um, but I think Devontae – Devontae wasn't this aggressive earlier on in the season. No. Um, and I think his 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 aggression is opening up so much for both Eli and Caleb where, you know, like guys like Caleb can breathe a bit, guys like Eli can breathe a bit. Even like Hunter can now breathe a bit where they stopped doubling him. They stopped doubling Hunter. Hunter didn't really do much, and I believe a lot of that is because of foul trouble. He didn't want to get his third and fourth that quickly. Um, and they were calling the game super touchy, and I, 
I think that was in the back of his head. But Northwestern had to stop doubling because guys were hitting shots and making them pay. And if you continue to do that, you're not going to you're not going to be able to stop Hunter playing one on one for very long. You, in my opinion, at least. I, I agree. Like I think point guards in college have to get in the paint and look to shoot almost first. Yeah. Like you have to make them guard you because when you're not another team knows it, like the big man's job is so easy. So easy. And if you're not going to guard them, like if you're not going to come off and shoot a three, then you have to get in the paint and be a threat in the paint. Like, and you shot the floater. There was like one rip. It was like in a shot clock, but it was like super aggressive right to the basket. And it was like, boom, 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 done two points. And it was like, it looked like it was like, he does it in his sleep and he's not doing that quite enough, but I think he is fine on those spots, which is nice. I agree. Okay, I want to want to touch on uh, one last point and then get into like a little bit of uh, some MSU preview with you, Ant and Rob. Um, there was 12 seconds left, and I, I kind of tweeted out some screenshots with my mom, <clears throat> and she said, uh, "You know, crazy game, crazy finish, something." I go, "You foul right now, don't you?" Up three with 12 seconds, and she goes, "No," and I was like, "You know, I was like, well, what do you guys think?" They ended up found it worked out. But, it, you know, it looks good now because it worked out. But 12 seconds, is it too much to foul up three? It almost I, it almost didn't work out. It was close. Well, yeah, it was close. <laughs> but I literally said, I literally said, you foul um, as soon as it gets under 10 seconds. And I said, usually, usually it's six or seven seconds. But they can they couldn't afford Gordon going to overtime. I think no. they wanted that game to end whether they lose or win in the next 12.4 seconds, because you're not going to be able to beat Northwestern without Musa or Hunter. Let's, let's be real. So they did not need to go to OT. And I said, look, under 10, they got a foul. I I don't care what it is. And sure enough, they fouled with 9.8. And then they fouled him again and it worked out well. Uh, They didn't get that rebound, but you know, still, it worked out very, very well for well, well. I mean, yeah, I, mean I think like, I think what the game plan there it always needs to be is um, you, uh, you you put on some kind of token pressure, right? And as soon as they get to half court, try to make them take four, five, six seconds to get to half court. And as soon as they get to half court, that's when you that's when you give right there. But you have to. You I think have that, to was the, that was the that was the and that was the second one they they did mm-hmm. up three because they had the twelve point four, and they ended up um, they called a they called a timeout. Pete Nance's man fell down. I thought he was just going to turn and shoot it. He's a 44% shooter. I was shocked he didn't turn and, and just, like, shoot the ball. But he was so fixated on running the play that they just called that he didn't be- be- become a basketball player. And I, yeah. and, I was, and I was so shocked about that. That's what happens. I mean, yeah, Falls just missed the two. He wasn't in all game. So, I don't know. Right. Anyone else. Like, normally somebody would hit one and you'd be up four. And I don't know. I think it's pretty. He, good. Hey, he got his assist and he got his stop. That's all he he needed. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free throws didn't matter. <laughs> after that game was over for me, I was like, okay, hey, I think I think we uh, won after that. All right, moving on. MSU Saturday at Michigan State, correct? Twelve o'clock. Start. At Michigan State, yeah. Um, what are? I mean, we're not going to know. It'll be interesting to see how Izzo game plans for it, but. What are some matchups that you're looking forward to? Uh, you know, Ty Walker versus Devontae. Uh, you know, what are you looking forward to there? Yeah. Um, Tyson Walker is a lot smaller 
then Devontae, I'm going to be interested in seeing if uh, Jawan is going to get him in spots to get Devontae downhill on him. Tyson was a very good defender. And getting him, getting leverage, getting downhill with Tyson on, on his hip, it's going to be interesting. Now, Bingham is going to be there, one of the better defenders in the conference. Um, I am uh, I can't wait to see who they put Max Christie on, whether they're going to have Max on Eli or Max on Caleb. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Musa and Malik Hall. I cannot wait for that battle. Musa Diabate, in my opinion, is probably the best freshman defender, um, maybe in the country. Maybe in the country, um, I would say in the Big Ten, very good, very good defender as a first-year player. Uh, he just defends so well with his length. Uh, he did such a good job on Trace Jackson Davis, did a good job today against Pete Nance. Pete was three for ten. Um, him versus Malik Hall is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if they go one-on-one with Bingham and Hunter, too. Yeah, that's that's what I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see that, and then kind of some Christie versus Caleb back and forth. I hope they're on each other and they can do some back and forth. I think it'll be fun for the fans and get get kind of Caleb into it. I hope Caleb comes out and shoots like four dumb shots in the first four minutes and just kind of lets it go and doesn't <laughs> think too much because that's what you're going to need that at the end of the game there. And at, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, Michigan State is, man, they are, uh, their, their team chemistry is very good. It's very, very good. Um, they still don't have anybody, in my opinion, who is like, hey, get him the ball. In my opinion, that's Malik Hall. Um, but they don't have like that superstar that's going to really hurt you. They, they beat you with like baby cuts throughout the entire game. And they play nine, ten guys, um, and and those nine, ten guys they play their role very, very well, and that's and that's how they beat you. But they're not going to say, "Hey, Gabe, go one on one and just kill this man." That's not what they. That's not what they do. You'll get two points here, two points there from somebody. You'll get a three from Hauser. You'll get Hogar driving little oop to Bingham. Like, like that's how that's that's how they win. They win with their co- with their cohesiveness which in my opinion top 10 cohesiveness top 10 cohesiveness um in that, the that's the thing that michigan has improved on in the last three or four games and that's gonna not at that level but yeah no this will be this will be the next this will be the biggest test because this is that's the thing they've been working on is like defending uh you know unconsciously like just being there and being ready to be and not make mistakes so this this will be the biggest test for sure and i'm going to be it'll be fun to watch it's also good coaching. I think yeah. as I was watching film about what they did right now with the spacing and like when to trap, like let's say like Devontae throws it in to the post and then cuts. They're going to trap right off that. They're, they're going to trap at like certain times and make sure that certain guys are left open. And I think they're going to be – they're trying to be pretty precise with it. So hopefully Michigan can work on that 
you know, one foot of extra spacing. Uh, but I, I, I would imagine Izzo is going to try and disrupt. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they do try to double, um, Hunter has been really good at hitting guys, like really in their shooting pocket. Yeah. Like it's not just him finding guys. It's it's not just finding guys. It's one thing to throw it to, to somebody who's open, but being able to make a pass for them to be able to catch and shoot it. Like there's a big difference between throwing some lobbing crap or some pass that they have to like go and reach between a pass that is right in their chest. Uh, he's been hitting guys there. He's been hitting guys who are like diving to the basket, guys who are cutting off of them going top and bottom side. Um, I think, I think early on, I think they're going to work on the double if Bingham needs it. Um, but I, I think they're going to go one-on-one for the most part. I mean, they allowed they allowed Thomas Kithier to go one-on-one versus Hunter last year. And Hunter scored seven points in three possessions. Uh, I, I don't see them doubling early. I can see them making that change throughout the game. To keep them off balance, I can see that, yeah. but I don't see that happening right away. Yeah, they, did Michigan State play this week? Uh, they, they played play? yesterday, last week, last last night versus a Kofi-less and Curbelo-less Illinois team. Oh, and they lost by one. Wow. Dog, Illinois did not score in the last five thirty-two. Gotta love college basketball. <laughs> Oh, you hey, hey, so at, at Illinois is ripe for low scoring games. You remember that uh Meacham uh Mike Hall back in the day? I think Ant you were like the in the thirties. Oh my goodness. I don't it, it was like so much talent, like professional talent on the court. <laughs> and they scored the it was like them and Penn State, Taylor Battle, too, or something. It was crazy. Yeah, was man. Crazy. Just games in, like, the 40s. I'm like, what is going on here, bro? Yeah, it it's – you never know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, I think that that about wraps it up, Rob, unless you got uh, unless you got something else for us. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we can <laughs> – we know what you're about to ask, so it's good enough. Oh man, Brian, fellas, that that'll about wrap it up, and we'll, uh, you know, I'll be back next week to do some um, review of the Michigan State game, and hopefully, you know, with Greg Waddell and them, and, and do some some stuff with MSU podcast. Appreciate you, Rob. Appreciate you, Ant, and yeah, we should do this more often. Yeah, dog. Tell yeah, G I said what up, baby. What it do? What it do? What it do? My guy, G over at Sleepers Media, shutting it down. You hear me? Ha, ha, ha.